Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise God. We are going to step into this time and season that I think is really, really important. Okay? If you're, write this down. If you're going to grow in gratitude, you're going to have to grow in gratitude by by disciplining your mind, okay? So this is what I want you to say, okay? I want you to understand this. Gratitude is, we just came out of the renewing your mind, get your mind right, where are these thoughts coming from? How many of you know that no matter what season of life you're in, you can be grateful? That's a really good thing for you and me to pull in. No matter what is going on, I could find a place to be grateful because how many of you know gratitude sets the surrounding that you live in constantly? Your level of gratitude produces the consciousness of God in your atmosphere. He really does. Because once you get negative, that atmosphere changes. So keep yourself in a place of gratitude. Look what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.16. I want you to see this because I think it's really good. I'm going to show you a couple ways to pull this thing off. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Now, I'm gonna, I want to really talk about that. 17 really goes like rejoice. It says pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, that's Man, in everything, give thanks. Okay? Now, I'm going to help you see this. Because this that used to bother me. You know, a little bit like, I ain't giving God thanks for the drama in my life. And it's true. He's not asking you to give him thanks for problems. Let me help you here. Okay? He's not asking you to give him thanks for trauma. Well, oh, somebody passes away and I'm, I'm supposed to be like, oh, thank God. No, that's not what God is saying. I know that's a little drastic. Please understand me. We, 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 we produce an image of God that is the misconception. The church is, is really not properly presenting God sometimes to people, and it's not right. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I probably made a million mistakes. I'm not judging anyone. But that is not what God says. Oh, you know, you get hit by a car and give God thanks. No, that is not what he's saying. There's not the consciousness of our Father. What he's saying is, in everything, give him thanks because he's the answer to the problem. So the problem shows up. I don't go, yay, problems. I go, no, thank God I got the answer. I have hope. You know what I'm saying? The world's knocking you out. I don't go, yay, thank God I'm getting my head. Thank God he's giving me the hope for a final outcome that's better than what I'm seeing right now. Go to doctor, bad report. Oh, thanks for the doctor diagnosis of death. No, thank you that you're my healer. See it? I'm not thanking God for the problem because that could be like that. And everything, give thanks, right? What do you feel? I'm supposed to be thankful for everything? No. Be thankful that God is bigger than every problem. Be thankful that God is bigger than in every circumstance. Be thankful that God is stronger than your opposition. And be thankful that God will give you a way of escape even when you don't see how you can find one. It's big. But I like verse 17. Pray without ceasing. So he shows you how to do this. 
It's really good stuff. Rejoice evermore. Say it. It's like steps. Rejoice evermore. So always be rejoicing. Philippians sounds the same way. Rejoice and again, the Sunday rejoice. Rejoice evermore. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Now that's a pocket right there. How do I pray without ceasing? I'm going to show you. And in everything, give thanks. So you see, rejoice, pray, thanks. Okay, it's like a system, right? Rejoice. Okay, what do I rejoice about? Pray without ceasing. Okay, got it. And everything. Gotcha. So we're not happy about circumstances, trauma, drama. We're not in a, thank God I'm bigger than all that. What do I give God thanks for? His ability. His ability in me to overcome the obstacles. Okay? And this is what Ephesians 6.18 is talking about. Okay? So I want you to go there. You know, I, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. But it says, praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always with all prayer and with what? And supplication in the spirit, right? Pray in the spirit at all times. One of the translations says this, pray in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers. Asking for everything you need. Is that good? What do you mean praying? Praying on every occasion as the spirit of God leads. Pray all the time. So here's what I want you to do. How do I start effectively keeping open channels of gratitude in my life? You are going to have to keep yourself in a running, open conversation with God. Write that down. That means don't just leave your prayer time and shut down God's voice. Keep the, keep the phone on all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was just talking on the phone, right? I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Click the phone. Con- no, leave the conversation on all day long. Do not stop. If you're going to pray all day long, you're going to have to keep your communication with God going on all day long. Does that make sense? So you got to be like in the daily. If you're going to become a person of gratitude, if you're going to become a person of, hey, I'm going to be thankful, if I'm going to become a person that's changing my disposition of who I am, I and you are going to have to become a person that keeps open monologue and dialogue with God all day long. Why is that? Because if I do not stay God conscious throughout the day, I'm going to lose my place of gratitude. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll allow the circumstances to kind of like overwhelm the day and forget about God is the way out. That's a good one. Ready? And here's number two. You got to constantly schedule times of checking in with God throughout the day. You know, I'm telling you, man, it's important. What an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to, uh, um, in first, we're going to go there. First Thessalonians 5, 17. And then I want to go to, I'm going to throw a new one in there. Psalms 119, 164. Okay, Psalm 119, 164. I missed that one. It says this in First Thessalonians, never stop praying or pray without ceasing. Do you see that? Schedule open communication with God all the time. Don't leave it. David explained it best in Psalm 119, 164. You know what he said? He said, seven times a day, 
will I praise you. See that? Seven times a day do I praise. See why? Because of thy righteousness. He's righteous. Amen? Isn't that good? He's righteous. God's righteous. You know what I mean? Because there's right ways of doing things. Amen? Isn't that cool? So try. So let's try something, right? Let's try to start making the adjustments in life. Now, this month, I'm going to be working. I'm going to be kind of tinkering with your level of gratitude. How about this? We got to get a plan of action to produce this thing. So before we get into this, we got to get the right mind assignment. How about this month, each and every day, we try starting every day by putting ourselves in a position of God consciousness with gratitude and thanksgiving. So we got like, I'm going to get up for the next, you know, month, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to be like, all right, before my feet hit the ground, right? Before my feet hit the ground, you're laying in bed, alarm goes off, you shut the alarm off, or whatever, on your ride to work, whenever you find time to do this, you just go, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be number one, I'm going to be God conscious. I'm going to be like, God, I'm going to keep this thing going all day long. Okay, so that's one. Two, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to find something to be thankful about. And I'm going to three, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to give you gratitude. But now here's the thing. You probably throughout the day need to find check-in times. That's why I send you those notifications. Get the Chris Sarno Ministry app. I'm coming to you at 8. I'm coming to you at noon. I might start coming to you at 6 o'clock. I'm being serious. It sounds like a little bit more. But I'm coaching people, man. I'm like beyond the 90,000 people that are going to follow. Whatever. I hope so. Great. You know what I mean? But I got to get you guys on a consistent. So what would, morning, what would it look like at least if we could get three times a day? Or how about this? We pray over our food, right? We, we, we get grateful about things. How about we get a morning, noon, and evening kind of like God conscience, thankful conscience, gratitude conscience, good in the morning. We go to lunch, right, whether you're doing it or not. Thank you, God. Praise you, God. Not just for the food business. You understand what I'm saying. But they got to be a set point, triggers. So maybe if we put this thing with food or a time of, you know what I mean? Like, like nine, you know, I don't know. Mostly get up earlier than that. Like, you know, seven, I don't know, find it. Find what works. But just be like this month, be like, hey, I'm, I thank God. Or maybe like, you know, you go take your kids to school, right? Thank God for your kids. You know, you go to a grocery store. Thank God you got money to buy stuff. Just start getting grateful for stuff. Your spouse, right? Just be like, you know what? I'm just going to bless my spouse. Your family, your loved ones, your, your coworkers. I don't know. Thank God for the job you got. I don't know. Find a set point to keep this God conscious thing going. It might actually be where you have to do something like that. Like, okay, I'm gonna, put a, I'm gonna put a notification on my phone to ring. You know, PL and these guys all around here, I think it was they went to uh, Hillsong something or another, and every day everybody's phone goes off at noon. There's a timer that they set, and they probably told them at the event, take out your phone, put a constant reminder that every day at noon, boom, and take a half a minute and just be grateful. Why, why not? Why would you not? Because it, because what did I tell you? Until you understand, listen, man, until you start renewing your mind to this stuff, you ain't going to start doing none of this. This does not come, 
by osmosis. Spiritual things come by design. They don't just happen. You think you're going to wake up and be grateful in a negative word, world? You're not. You're going to complain. Okay? Most, most of us are chronic complainers. We complain more than we're grateful for things in life. Because we live in a pressure-filled society we're, we're like, we're in a hurry for everything, right? How quick are you and me apt to get, like, just annoyed, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm telling on myself, so, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just being straight, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's these, these things have created, like, I don't know, a lens that you look through life through, and we got to get you some new glasses of gratitude to be grateful that you're, you're, you're there. Now, counting it all joy is important, but think of this. If I don't have the mindset to do that, you're by default going to be negative, guys. You know it and I know it. And then negativity starts creating an atmosphere that you live in, but it was all thinking. It's true. That's why 2 Corinthians 10.3, I mean, I've used this scripture like 42 times the last couple of months, but I mean, we got to start living this stuff, Right? We walk in the flesh, we do not fight after the flesh. This thing's a war, right? We don't have carnal weapons. We got mighty weapons. To cast down imaginations, I'm going to show you something here. This is really good, okay? Every high thing that exalts itself to the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, do you look on the things after the outward appearance? Now, seven is where I want you to go. Hey, do you just look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again. That as he's Christ, even so are we as Christ. Now, I know you think, like, outward appearance to you. No, are you looking at the world through the lens of everything that's outwardly happening is now creating the atmosphere I live in? Oh, he's saying, if you're Christ, let me tell you what, you better think again. This ain't got nothing to do with the outward appearance. What does he mean? Well, when, when stuff shows up, he's saying, look, you don't just let the outside speak to you and tell you how you're supposed to respond to God. That's what most Christians do. So the outside's no good, so God, you're not getting no praise today. The outside's not really working right, so I don't really feel like going to church this week. I got a bad report, so I'm tired of this. I'm not reading my Bible. Oh, God, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. So now because of all this, I'm going to be having a pity party and a temper tantrum. And I'm not. No, stop looking on things on the outward and start changing it from the inside out. It doesn't make a difference to the storms of life that show up. You can have peace in the midst of the storm. It's not, this, it's not the absence of the storm that creates the peace in your life. The peace in your life is an internal picture that you got from right thinking that produces peace in the midst of the storm. That's the difference. Okay? So peace in life is not because of the absence of difficulties. Peace in life is not because of the absence of problems. Peace in life is not the absence of 
um, opposition. Peace in life is not the absence of anything. Peace in life is in the midst of all that stuff because it's not based upon an outward appearance of what it looks like. It's based upon an inward revelation of gratitude, thankfulness, and God's never going to leave me nor forsake me, a place of victory. The problem with most people is they get stuck in this thing and they don't know how to get out because here's the problem. Once you don't let these thoughts, remember we talked about this all month long. Are you, are you a grateful thinker? Look, I'm going I'm to ask you something. Is your first response to complain? Now let's just check this out, okay? We all do it. We all can repent later. Is your first response to complain? Is your first response to be negative? Right? Is your first response is your first response to be great, be filled with thanksgiving, gratitude? See, it's a mind assignment. It's a mind assignment before it ever becomes a life achievement. You know what I'm saying? I can't achieve these goals unless I change my mind. See, you created a lens, and now the lens you live through is the lens you see the world in. That's when we go there. We're going to go there. We're going to go there with the lepers. You know? Because this is, everybody preaches this, right? There was 10, you know, one came back to give him praise. And Jesus asked, where's the other nine? And he's like, they're not there. Gratitude, gratefulness. Everybody else got it. Are you thanking God for what he has done? You know, sometimes we're real quick to be like, forget what God has done and want to know what he can do next. Look, dying on the cross, if you never did another thing after that, Praise God, we're going to heaven. But I want you to understand this, and I'm going to say this from an angle I've never taught this before, and it's because I just came out of that mind series, I guarantee you. We're in a war. We really are. We are in a war, and if you carefully study some of those scriptures I told you, warfare is not with other human beings, but with devils and demons. Our enemy, Satan, attempts to defeat us with strategy, deceit, and well-laid plans and basically deliberate deception. You ever think of that? It's true. Like, oh, what do you got to be grateful for? Right? Oh, you know, they got it better than you got. Isn't it, isn't it true? He is hell-bent on trying to make you and me see things that look so negative that God, we don't give God praise. He does not want, the enemy, one of the number one tools of the enemy is to keep you from giving God praise. Keep you from giving God thanks. He does not want you, let me show you something about this joker. He was the most anointed angel of all. He was the worshiper. He does not want you and me to give God worship, praise, thanksgiving, gratitude. He is hell-bent to stop it. So the moment you and me come in this obstacle realm and shut down, he's loving every minute of it. That's why he keeps bringing it junk. I'm telling you, man, sustainable thanksgiving, sustainable gratitude, sustainable Praise, sustainable worship is the key. He does not want you getting there. He don't mind a little 
patty cake over here and a little potty cake over there, but he does not want you worshiping God for his good. It, see, the devil's a liar. He is trying to bring a lie. He lies to you and me. He tells you things about yourself, about other people, about circumstances. They're not true. He does not. I'm telling you, man, he does not tell the truth. He's a lie. But here's the thing with the devil, too. He don't just lie all at once. He does it over periods of time. You know? So what, how do I get this negative stronghold out of me? I got to get it out. Sometimes I get these negative, these, uh, well, what do I got to be? You ever see people like, what do I got to be thankful for? You know, they're not saying it like that, but they're grumpy. Man, if you're breathing today, you got you to write to, you, you should be thankful. If you got up this morning, you should be thankful. I'm telling you, you know, you know where I learned that lesson the greatest? Watching people struggle, watching people in the church that I've pastored for years struggle in their own life. And I mean, you realize what you're taking for granted. You know? You, you take a lot of stuff for granted in life and you just assume that it's supposed to be like that. You know? Because it looks like for the majority of people, well, you know, everybody, everybody's living. Until somebody leaves your life, you don't really sometimes, you know, I gave you that scripture in Ecclesiastes. It's powerful. They, and, and we, we, you know, Solomon got off the edge a little bit when he wrote, wrote it. But one of the things he said was so powerful. He said, you'll learn more from a funeral than you will a festival. That is a powerful statement, man. You'll learn a whole lot more at a funeral than you will at a festival. Because you really realize the value of someone when they're not there anymore. It's really crazy. And isn't that sad? Isn't that so sad that it takes somebody leaving your life sometimes for you to figure out the value of who they were and what they meant? And I don't want to produce regret for anybody, but this is where you start saying, hey, man, I can't do nothing about yesterday. I just talked to somebody today. It's crazy how the whole stuff comes together. And I was like, yeah, you probably jacked it up. Your past was probably jacked up, but that's why Paul said don't look at it no more. Just don't repeat it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's some people I probably I took for granted in my life because I didn't understand how valuable they were when they were here. Now I know. So what am I going to make sure? The next season of my life, I don't produce the same fruit I did in the last season of my life, and I, I learn how to be intentional. Now, that's a big word. Write that down. Intentionality is huge because it's really God consciousness as far as I'm concerned in this arena. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get conscious that God's with you, man. Might not look like he's there, but he's there. This is big because here's a huge one. Strongholds are wrong ideas that have been believed, and now they become a belief within you, and now they're a vision you see through and an action you respond to. A vision you see through and an action you respond to. So you got to lose this negative stuff and get this place of gratitude. It's important. Very important. Very, very. That's why we go over here. Look, we'll go over here to Philippians 4. This is a big one, right? Philippians 4 and 4. Y'all know this one, but I want to show you something here. Right? Because I like switching around. You can read it in the King James. And then we'll, we'll read it in this. Um, it's kind of good. Then I, I like the Amplified right after it. Let's read it in King James so you can see it, and then we'll look at the Amplified. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, right? Let your moderation be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, 
but in everything with prayer and supplication. Sounds like our first Thessalonian scripture, doesn't it? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. See it? What did he say to do? Prayer, supplication, both forms of prayer, with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Thanksgiving. Now watch this. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Y'all know these scriptures, man. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, isn't this all coming together with this mind thing? I'm going to show it to you. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise, Think on these things. Those things which you have both learned, received, and heard, and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. You see this? He says, what you think on determines your whole peaceful attitude or not. You got to stay here for a minute, okay? Okay, I got you. Prayer, thanksgiving, and then think. Think on what? Don't just think on what comes in your head. Think of, look at the Amplify. Think about what you're supposed to think about. Rejoice, delight, gladden yourself in him. Look at, look at this Philippians 4 and 4. This is good stuff, man. Now you got to do the work, though. Everybody say, do the work, do the work. Right? The Amplified amplifies it to see it. The reason why I want you to see this is it's really good when we get in there. Rejoice in the Lord, delight, gladden yourself in him. Right? Let all men know your what? Considerateness, forbearing spirit. Okay? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and everything, by prayer and Petition, definite request. That's a more specific prayer. That's all supplication is. With thanksgiving. He said put prayer with what? Thanksgiving. Pray and thanks. Because thanksgiving means I believed I received. Thanksgiving and thank you. If I said, hey, hey, Angela, here's a pen. You say thank you. Hey, guy on TV, here you go. Thank you. You hold the, you hold the door open for somebody to say thank you. When you receive something from someone, you thank them. Thank you. Right? Make your requests and wants known to God. And God's peace. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. I pray and thank you, but the situation is still in front of my face. Yeah, no, duh. That's what I'm telling you. But he said, the God of peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of the soul, assured of its salvation through Christ. Oh, my God. Did you get that? Tranquil state of the soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace. 
Man, ain't that good? And transcends all understanding. Then look what he says in verse 8. I love this. Right? He says, well, he says, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ. Heart and mind is soul and spirit. He's keeping you on lockdown. If you use the system right, the system produces peace. I love it, right? He says, you know, true, um, honorable, just, pure, gracious, everything, worthy of praise. Fix your mind on these things. Why is that? Because he knows if, you're, if your thinking starts to slip somewhere else, it'll produce instability in the situations you stand in in the earth. Pretty cool little deal, right? So he's got, he's got it figured out. Why is that so important? Because what you and I don't realize is this is the key. You have to get to a place where you start using the knowledge that God has given you and me so we can go to another level of what he has for us. And if you're going to be a person of gratitude, thanksgiving, if you're going to be honorable, if you're going to be like that, it's going to be because you programmed your head to be like that. It's not just coming by, oh, I woke up today and I'm there. Now, I'm going to show you something with the enemy. The reason why he keeps you distracted is because he doesn't want you to giving that stuff to God. That is his number one. Um, uh, 1 Peter 5. Go to 1 Peter. I'm going to show you something. 1 Peter 5 is going to show you this really, really good. Okay, you, you could say in the King James because you all know this one. 1 Peter like 5 and 7 or something like that. Let me find it. Yeah. Cast, <clears throat> casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Right? He says, man, get your care, get your care and put it on the Lord. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, is seeking who can drown. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing the same thing is going on with every believer you've ever seen, but God's grace, but the God of all grace, who had called us, after you suffer a while, nobody likes that part, suffer a little bit, make you perfect, established, and strengthened and settled. Now that's powerful. Now let me tell you something about this. Why in the heaven is the enemy bringing this junk? Because here's the deal. Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You want to know what that word care is connected to? Distraction. That's what that root word of that thing means. Care, anxiety, anxiety, care that brings disruption to personality and the mind. You better get that. It, it try, I'm going to say this again. I hope you better be paying attention to me. Somebody better be writing this stuff down, like starring me, hearting me, something like make, make emojis happen or something. Right? Now, you better get this. Now, everybody go slow. Come on, pay attention. Stop walking around the house, goofing off. Some of you ain't even paying attention to what I'm saying. So listen what this says. Casting down your care. What is care in the Greek? A disruption to personality and the mind. That's your attitude. Your personality is your attitude. He's saying, you know why God wants to put cares on you? I mean, well, you want to God, yeah. You want to know why the devil wants to put cares on you? You want to know why? So it changes the way you think. And it changes your attitude. 
You ever carry care? Praise God. You're like, praise little pinky of mine. I'm going to praise the Lord. This little pinky of mine. I'm going to praise the Lord. Oh, give me a break. Praise him. I got problems, Pastor Chris. Yeah, that's exactly what the enemy wants you to look at. Look at your problems so he can disrupt your what? Your attitude so he can disrupt your mind. You want to see it? Look at this. I got another, I got another place for you. You want to read it? Look at it in the Amplified. Look at it in the Amplified. Look at just five, just look at five, seven real quick, right? And the Amplified, and I'm going to go there too, and then I got another scripture for you guys are doing great, right? Look at this. Look at this in the Amplified, because this thing, well, you know what it does? It amplifies. Casting, casting the whole of your care. How many got some anxieties? How many got some worries? How many got some concerns? This is the part that got me when I first read this. Once and for all. <laughs> but there's going to be new ones that come. That's not what he said. Man, you better get what I'm saying. This is deep, like rich. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's saying cast it once and for all. Yeah, don't go back there. If you could say, I'm casting all my cares and that's it. You, you could program your head that when a new care shows up a month from now, you just go, Casting my cares. I casted my cares in 83. I ain't about to pick up another one. Come on. Once and for all, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Be balanced, temperate, sober of mind, vigilant, cautious at all times. Your enemy, the devil, roams around in a fierce hunger, seeking whom to seize and devour. Woo. Come on. Withstand him. Be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. Knowing the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. After that, you have suffered a little while. Everybody hates that. The God of all grace, who imparts all blessings in favor who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself complete and make you what you ought to be, established, grounded, securely, strengthened, and settle you. To him be dominion, woo, power, authority, rule forever and ever, amen. I like it. Do you like it? If you don't like it, you better get over it. It's true. Amen? That's what it's about. Watch this, though. Because I got you, get, you got to get this. Can you go look at Proverbs 15, 13 in the Amplified? We're going to 13, 14, and 15. You got to see this, man. You got to see this. So let me ask you a question. Okay? 15. Your, is your attitude, so look at, say like right here, your praise. So let's, let's do this, right? Your, your thank you, Lord, glory to God, gratitude, thankfulness, attitude, all this. Is that a byproduct of what's going on around you? Just hear me. No, that's an attitude based upon what you think. I'm going to say this. Paul and Silas were locked up in prison. They started praising God and the jail cell opened up. Guess what? It wasn't where they were at. It wasn't where they thought. They thought over here and then the thought became an action. You are not giving God patty cake praise because of the circumstances you think God's a patty cake God. That's why you're giving him patty cake praise. You're over here with this, this, this thing going on. It's all a thought. 
So once we change the thinking about the situation, the actions change. But watch this. The enemy knows if I keep garbage in their life, they're not going to praise God. That's why some of you can't get out of the garbage you're in. Because you keep looking at it. Get out of it. Praise him anyway. Watch. Proverbs 15, 13, Amplified. You're going to like this. A glad heart makes a cheerful countenance. It ain't got nothing to do with your, over here with your feeling. Your heart's right. If your heart's right, your face is right. Come on, somebody. Ah, uh, you know, now I got, I got so many problems. Everybody's got problems. Don't look at the problems. Look at your God. Make a cheerful, a glad heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is broken. Now watch this. The mind of him who has understanding seeks knowledge and inquires after and craves it. But the mouth of self-confident fool feeds on folly. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of the circumstances. Whoa! Hallelujah! Want to read it again? All the, all the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil. He's saying, yeah, he's saying people walking around like all they see is the evil, all they see is the bad, all they see is the miserable, all they see is this. They are anxious thoughts and foreboding thoughts. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of the circumstances. He ain't looking at the circumstances to tell me how big God is. He ain't looking at the circumstances to figure out whether he should praise God or not. He ain't looking at the circumstances where God, oh God, I'm mad. Mad about nothing, God, I'm glad. Hallelujah. Look what it says. I got more. You want to see it? Look at Proverbs 12.25 in the Passion. This is so good. Proverbs 12.25, Passion. We got time. I, 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 I'm jumping ahead. But you liking this? It's good stuff. Anxious fear brings depression. But a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore the joy of heart. And he said, get rid of your anxious. Remember he told you how to do it in Philippians? He says, anxious fear brings depression. But life-giving words of encouragement change the world. So what's that mean? You got to do your part in your thinker. If you change your thinker, you'll change your life. You want to know why? Because this is big. This is big. If you do not take your thoughts captive, you will go into captivity for yourself. If you do not take your thoughts captive, your thoughts will capture you. If you do not take your thoughts captive, your thoughts will take you captive. I'm telling you, man. You want to see it? Psalm 142.3. This is big, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read all the way through 7 and then we'll give it a wrap and we'll come back in here Sunday and knock this thing out of the park. You know what I'm saying? Listen, listen, listen to Psalm 142, 3 through 7. This is powerful stuff. King James is great. It says, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. Whew. Read this slow. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knew my path. 
He's saying, man, you might be shot out. You don't think God knows where you are? You don't think God knows where you're at in this journey right now? In the way wherein I walked, have they laid a snare for me? But guess what? I looked at my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. This joker's lonely, man. He's like, they're trapping me. I got nowhere to go. I cried in the Lord. I said, you are my, you are my, thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. He leaned on God. People were against him. Nobody was there with him. Nothing was working. He cried out to God. And attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Opposition's too great. Look what he says in verse 7. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name, that righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Bring my soul out of prison. Man, guys, listen. The enemy is trying to press your mind, press your will, and press your emotions so hard that you can't even praise God. The next time life seems to be overwhelming or just hard or struggling or hard-pressed or you're in a tough spot and you're in a spot where you feel like, man, I don't know if I can get out. Don't let nothing shut down your soul. Let your mouth give him praise. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. Man, if your soul's locked up, it can't praise God. If your soul, if your mind is locked up, it doesn't give thanksgiving. It doesn't give gratitude. It doesn't give honor. It doesn't give anything. But really, here's the thing, guys. You're not broken and you're not messed up. You might be a little oppressed, and that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to stop you from doing it. Bring my soul out of prison. And my soul can go into prison? Yeah. It can get locked up, not have expression. That I may praise thy name. He said, if you can get my soul out of this place of heaviness, praise will come out of my mouth. Don't let nothing take your praise. Don't let nothing take your gratitude. And don't don't let anything take your thanksgiving. As we develop this month the strength of gratitude, the strength of thanksgiving, the strength of, of joy for the Lord, the strength, your soul is coming out of prison and your life is gonna change forever and it's gonna move in your midst, in your mouth, in your mind, in your heart, and your whole world is going to change right before your eyes. Because I believe this, and I really, I'm going to leave you with this. I believe that gratitude is, I believe this series is one of the great series that we could be talking about. Because what it really starts showing you is that the internal picture that you have changes the outward circumstances you see. That is the major thing here. The internal picture that you, you have right in here, it's the inward stuff, changes the outward picture. So you see it right internally, and then you allow yourself to see outside through a whole different lens, and it changes what you see because you're not moved by what you see. You're only moved by what you've developed on the inside. It's life-changing, I promise you that. It's going to be a great month. Amen. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be awesome. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these guys listening. I thank you, Lord, for the Spirit of God on them. I thank you, Lord, for taking them this place. Quicken us. Holy Spirit, say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, help me all month long be a person of gratefulness, gratitude, thanksgiving, honor, and praise. Let this month be a life-changing month for me. 
So I never see life the same way again. But I see it through your eyes. Thank you for helping me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, guys, I love you. It's going to be a great month. Stay updated. We're getting ready. Man, what a month, right? I love it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.